The Winefellers comes to you from the lavish WHUP studios in Hillsboro, North Carolina. Listen to us also on WPVM Asheville, WCOM Carborough, and WRLY Raleigh. Support for The Winefellers comes in part from the award-winning Yesterday and Today Frame Shop, Framing yesterday's memories and today's treasures since 1974 and located in Boone Square in Hillsboro. This week's Winefellers is brought to you by The Stool Stool, improving your bathroom posture since 2015. The Stool Stool, we're number two. Your business name here, proudly serving Hillsboro since site year here, your business name here, and... Cody's Laboratory Animals. Just say Winefellers and receive 10% off your next order of live hamsters and rabbits. Test with the best using Cody's Laboratory Animals. Welcome to this week's episode of The Winefellers, right here on WHUPLP, Hillsboro, North Carolina. I'm Joe, co-founder of Truebottle.com, your professional source for wine auction prices and my good feller Mark here, fine wine auction director with Leland Little Auctions. And together, we are the Wine Fellers! Wine Fellers, we got nothing to do except sit around here talking wine with you. Well, Joe had a bad day, got canned from the factory. Day on the most uncomplicatedly convoluted episode of the Wine Fellers ever, we will meet wine producer Jerome Jacober of Eminent Life. Jerome kicked off his wine business initially with a Roger Daltrey champagne to commemorate the Who's 50th anniversary. Red Red Wine is Eminent Life's latest release, which is being marketed alongside UB40's 2017 tour. But that is during the second half of our show. During the first half, we will conduct a rather unique wine tasting, get into the mailbag, and then it's time for the wine news. All this and some more ill-considered Winefeller song exclusives right here on a tantalizingly flimmy episode of The Winefellers. But first, Mark, what are we drinking today? And wine, y'all. Hey, Joe. Hello, my friend. It's good to see you. Oh, 
It is very good to see you as well. What in the world's going on? I feel like I haven't seen you forever, but this time it's really true because you were gone last week. I was gone last week. I traveled across the great state of North Carolina. You are in uh, the special, wonderful destination of <laughs> of Sh- <laughs> Charlotte. Uh, yeah, I spent some time in the uh, downtown area. Wow. And some, of, tell. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and some of the surrounding suburbial sprawl. Wow. It was beautiful. Is it like I read in the books? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I tell you what, Mark. If See, you've been... we're not in the Charlotte market, so we can talk like Oh, that. my gosh. <laughs> yeah. No, it's like, you know, um, it was a lovely city, Mark. Oh, good. It so was... there was, I guess you were helping to run an auction down there. Uh, I was. And, uh, you know, we, we talk a lot about uh, auctions on this show. We do for some reason. <laughs> you know, uh, but in fact, we were down there selling some cars and jewelry nice. from a uh, the same collection where you'll be selling a bunch of uh, wine at auction soon that's, enough. That's true. Well, that's that's neat. So you got to meet the local Charlottes and uh, I'm There's sure- a war brewing down there, by the way. There is? Oh, yeah. And I know you've seen it in the news lately. Uh, I don't think Maybe I not. have. Okay. It is a war over the next pro soccer team in Carolina. Raleigh announced plans to build a giant soccer stadium really yes and charlotte fired some proverbial shots across their bow wow don't they know that people don't watch (laughs) (laughs) i mean charlotte um you know they've got the panthers right and they wanted you know they want you know look they've been happy up to this point with raleigh uh, having the hurricanes. Oh yeah, that's right. There right? is a uh, yeah. Do remember? There was a roller hockey team up here. <laughs> <laughs> and I tell you what, man. So like, I was reading my Raleigh news sources while I was down in Charlotte, mm-hmm. right? And reading about how Raleigh's so proud to uh, prepare this plan to build a grand soccer stadium in Raleigh. Nice. And then uh, I pick up a Charlotte newspaper, and it's like Raleigh doesn't know what in the world they're doing. Wow. Charlotte is the one prepared for this. Wow. Well, yeah. that's well, that, well. stay tuned because I'm sure everyone is uh, dying, dying to know. know where the next oh soccer team God. is going to go. <laughs> Take me far away from this conversation, Mark. Well, guess what we're drinking today? What? We are drinking, this is amazing, we are drinking UB40 red, red wine. I can see that. And on the bottle- It says as, UB40. It says, well, yeah. It says UB40. It also says red, red wine. Next to some musical notes that are scored onto the bottle as the actual song, and and I'm and uh, you know you and I have you know at least enough musical. I don't want to call it talent per se. We can read a Not, few notes <laughs> to know that they actually did it correctly. The actual notes. So uh, in just a little bit, we're going to be speaking with Jerome Jacobur, and he's from Intimate Life, and he. Uh, has an interesting wine company that's partnered with UB40 and also with Roger Daltrey of The Who to come up with some interesting bottles of wine and champagne. And I'm drinking, uh, he was so nice of us to send us UB40, and I'm drinking it right now. And we're drinking it right now, yes. and it's a beautiful wine. Um, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's actually quite delightful. And uh, It is. And what are you tasting, Joe? Well, I'm, you know, so I was thinking about that uh, as, as we were sipping on this before we got started here. And I'm it, it, immediately, I'm thinking, you know, black cherry and mm-hmm. plums. Yeah, I get that. Okay, it's a dry wine. Mm-hmm. Um, and I would say it's a full-bodied wine, I would say, Mark. 
Yeah. Now this is just from my my point of view. You're obviously you've taught me a lot about wine tasting. Well, don't sell what I'm looking short. for. How how did I how did I how did I judge? Uh, how did I do there? No, I think I think you're right. I get uh, some cherry, some plum. Uh, I also get a lot of earth notes. Um, to me, uh, things stand out as uh, as more uh, tobacco and um, just more of the 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 farm type flavors you might get from a wine. And and this is uh, and it's uh, that's actually a good thing. And so it's this is a very nice wine, and uh, it's called UB40 Red Red Wine. And I'm sure. Uh, Mr. Uh, Jacobur will tell us uh, where one can get this wine, but uh, and uh, later on we will open up the champagne that was sent to us, a uh, cuvee Roger Daltrey, uh, and 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 uh, was made in collaboration with the Who. That's fascinating. I think so. Uh, now um, we can't open the champagne now as well, Mark. Well, no. I mean, it's hard to drink red wine with champagne. Oh, we can look, Mark. We've had plenty of stuff on this show you've made me do terrible things on this show mark well if you're talking and about- if i'm asking the simple question of can i drink red wine and champagne at the same time and you say well joe there are rules there are rules <laughs> i think maybe you're referring to our last show when <sighs> i had to don't, drink don't let's just it was i, a, I don't want to remember this it was a health conscious decision <sighs> to have us drink cow urine and i think it worked out <laughs> i feel better even this week and uh, you know what after that clip after that uh segment i left the half bottle that was that was uh after our show and i put under the bottle i left in the studio i put the word free and you know what I, we came back today a week still later sitting there. It's still sitting there with the word free under it nobody took it nobody wants to be healthy <laughs> that's what i think you know i did not get sick since drinking that i have not been sick yeah, and I even I traveled out of town. Mm-hmm. Now I I you know uh, I have been extremely fatigued, right, and dizzy, but not sick. I've been around a person with smallpox. I got no smallpox. Well, there's a glowing endorsement <laughs> right there. Don't go nowhere. You are listening to the Wine Fellers on WHUP. Jerome Jacober from Eminent Life is next. Right after a Wine Fellers original song exclusive. Something is what something is to be. 
with the Weinfellers here on WHUP. We are trying desperately to reach Jerome Jacober. If you know Jerome Jacober and know where he is right now, tell him to pick up the phone and call the Weinfellers. For now, it's on to the news. Welcome to North Carolina's only fine wine newscast, where your good wine fellers, Mark and Joe, discuss real wine stories from this week's news, offering you an insider's view into the fascinating and often hilarious world of fine wine, right here on WA. This week on the Wine Fellers News, are you sick and tired of getting those frightfully terrible hangovers from cheap tequila? Well, if you paid $30,000 for that bottle, you might just be able to avoid that hangover. Are you suffering from frail bones? Try tequila. Want to lose weight? Try tequila. Want to maintain a killer colon? Try tequila on the news the news all right luxury tequila is having a moment right now and mexico's class azul's tequila brand is capitalizing on the craze class azul has been served at some highly exclusive affairs including movie premieres the screen actors guild awards and celebrity parties 
The label has come a long way since it launched in 1997. Mexican founder uh, Arturo Lomeli admits his first tequila was low-cost, terrible, and packaged with a tacky sombrero and mustache. Yeah, how honest of him. It was honest. Lomeli decided to go back to school and get a master's degree in luxury marketing to elevate his brand. (laughs) (laughs) So he's honest about what he's doing. So Claus Azul's... I think part of this whole story is part of what he learned in marketing school. No way, man. Come up with an interesting backstory. That's right. I used to make tequila in my own basement out of a... And and now it's better. Millennials love this stuff. Yeah. Claus Azul tequilas are now sold in hand-sculpted, (laughs) hand-painted ceramic decanters... You're kidding. No, that are shaped like massive restaurant-style pepper grinders. Further, Class Azul bottles can be used as vases once the tequila is finished. Are you telling me that there is a tequila company selling tequila right now at the store only in decorative decanters? Um, No, but only in decorative pepper grinder style decanters. (laughs) (laughs) So, I mean, you know, this is a good, you know, this is a good tequila. And I think um, why pepper grinders? I don't know. I think some tequila has a peppery taste to it. Do you? I can't drink it. (laughs) (laughs) You can't? I really can't drink it. I mean, I can drink it if it's in like um, a margarita, but really, I can't can't drink tequila. Maybe I think I had a bad experience with it when I was like uh, 16, and that was about it. (laughs) We all had that experience. Exactly. So yeah, it's hard for me to drink tequila, uh, especially straight, but I'm sure this is this is possible to drink this. Um, oh, yeah, out of a pepper grinder. Yes. Yeah, so sure. Yeah. So Claus Azul tequilas are now sold in, oh, yes, well, I mentioned that, but we started thinking. We started <laughs> Tell thinking, me again. We start, he said. We Spin start, me a tale. I will. We start, he said, we started thinking in terms of exclusivity, in terms of getting and giving the best that we can to those who can really appreciate it, he said. Uh, Lumelli said he first became known as a high-end tequila craftsman in 2007 when he launched a $1,200 bottle of dark amber Claus Azul Ultra. It was simply intended to cause a stir on the tequila scene rather than become an enduring product. Oh, he he is a talented marketer. He's brilliant. Lomelli considers himself lucky that he launched his luxury spirits as Americans were getting a taste for premium tequila so have we been or is that more of the the spin he's putting on it i mean i think that's good i mean i think that's a good idea you say i americans you are having you're getting a taste for expensive tequila well well, yes we are well and we know this right we know that uh that a lot of products that that were sold are, are um, well, you know, they're just marketed to the common denominator here, right? And when you think of, uh, you know, if you ask people uh, to name a, a beer from Mexico, they're going to say Corona, probably, yeah. right? And uh, you know, and then when people travel here, oh, uh, that must you're talking to someone from Mexico, that must be the only beer they have down there. Well, it must be the national beer it, of Mexico. It's, it's, the beer like, drink. it's like, no, there's many others. Well, right. I mean, I think uh, and a company that's up here that I think that's done that magically is, have you, have you seen the new Budweiser cans? The new meaning new as of well, how long ago? They're new to me, but they look like an American flag. Oh, no, no. Mark, you haven't, you haven't heard the story behind the American flags on the Budweiser cans? No. 
You're kidding. No, I haven't. Okay, so um, for all of us Budweiser drinkers out there, me included, uh, we have uh, known for quite some time now, Mark, about this uh, American flag business, and it's got a little uh, interesting story behind it. So for a few years now, They've been flying these flags on all of these cans of Budweiser. And it was interesting when they uh, made this patri- uh, patriotic move. Right. Uh, because um, for years, they just had, you know, the traditional Budweiser uh, emblem and, and logo and, 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 you know, paragraph on those, on those cans. When Budweiser, when Anheuser-Busch was bought right. by the uh, company out of Europe. Yes. That's when they made... The American flags on the cans. Oh, it was uh, it, because everyone was saying, "My goodness, you know, Budweiser is American as apple pie." And now it's being purchased by another company. Uh, well, that's wow. And I then, don't and know then, about that. and the American public was almost outraged until almost until they put American flags on it, uh, and everyone uh, see. Here's the thing, Mark. You can't if you, you how can you hate something right. that has the American flag on it? That's brilliant. You know, yeah, it, it they just out America and they did. They they should uh, put a monster truck on the back. <laughs> I mean, really, you know, uh, right, right. Uh, yeah, uh, that's good. So that's the story there, Mark. You like that? Yeah. I'm, uh, There's some people who are really geared for marketing, and that's that was good. Well, so. this this guy's good too, because I and, and this is the point of this. I think the guy is is very smart here. Okay. I think what he's done is he understands, and we've known this on our show for some time, that these uh, millennials. The next generation of America are becoming sophisticated uh, consumers. That's right. Okay, uh, they want to know the backstory of the product they're buying. Right. They want to they want to experience. Hey, what is a good tequila like? What is a fine hot dog, for that matter, like? Right? You know, and with, you get these hot dog trucks. I bring that up because there's there's one I, I saw on the way into work today has fifty different types of hot dogs. Wow. Okay, what and and, and they're all ten dollars a hot dog. Right. Seems like an expensive. Hot with, dog. with with you know, anyway, they're willing to pay. My point is, they're willing to pay a premium for a good product with a backstory. Right. And that's what this guy's offering them. In Mexico, well, uh, yes. In Mexico, uh-huh. there are. Uh, this is what you would experience in a bar. Okay, mm-hmm. you'd walk in some of these tequila bars down there. Most bars just have dozens of tequilas available to drink. Do they? Yeah, and some you know some made uh, by uh, you know in by larger companies. Others just by people in the village mm. or city, for that matter. Okay, and I think it's great that we're getting some of those wonderful tequilas up here. Right. Just like Corona isn't the best beer from Mexico, <laughs> right? Right. I'm going to say that. I'm going to okay. make that claim. Yeah. Um, we need to get more of these less-known high-end tequilas in the U.S. I'm with you. So, Claus Azul's most expensive offering with a $30,000 price tag. Yikes! Maybe not that good, Mark. It's good. It This is supposed to be really good tequila. It features a ceramic bottle studded with items like amber stones and 24-karat gold. <laughs> well, now you're just paying for the gold. Oh, no. You're paying, you're paying for the tequila. <laughs> Plaza Azul spirits are made in Mexico, Mexico but are exported to the U.S. and Europe. Uh, he said, quote, We decided not to sell to Mexicans from the beginning. Because it's hmm. difficult to make them change their preferences. I don't think it's a preference thing, Mark. You think Just like uh, 
you think maybe they I know? wouldn't I wouldn't buy it. Maybe not because of personal preference, because well, maybe because I have the preference of not having to take out a loan to buy a bottle of tequila. Maybe they know better to spend thirty thousand dollars on a bottle of tequila. Like tequila is pretty cheap here. <laughs> Why are we going to do that? So that's, that's one way to do it. So um, that's good. That's yeah. good stuff right there, Mark. But in 2016, the company sold 234,000 bottles of Claus uh, Azul. Okay, um, that's pretty good. Jeez. Yeah. So uh, Lomelli says his tequila is for savoring, not mixing in a cocktail or downing as a shot. Well, I would imagine with thirty thousand dollar huh. bottle. Oh my god! I would feel very. Um, Conspicuous drinking a thirty thousand dollar bottle. I mean, if it was wine, sure, but <laughs> but tequila, I don't know. Uh, I I don't know, Mark. And maybe I would drink it on National Tequila Day. Well, I want to know. So here's here's what I'm thinking. All right, so and this is a good here's here's a question, Mark. Okay. Posing a question here. Yes. Wondering to myself, as you mentioned, you know, a thirty thousand dollar bottle of wine. What yes. makes a I'm thinking, what makes that bottle of wine worth thirty thousand? Well, it's what people are willing to pay. Why are they willing to pay that? Because there's a limited supply of it, right? Yeah. And it came from grapes that ha- that tasted the best out of so many years, and from this one place in the world where it could grow, and then it's aged in a cellar. And we're back on the backstory, but yes. But but here's the thing: agave plants from which tequila is made. Mm-hmm. Do they only grow in certain areas of Mexico? Do they taste different from different regions they, of of, right. you know, of growing areas? Well, I'm wondering this. Yes. And do they is was that a great year for the agave? 1982 was a wonderful year for the agave plant. Well, that's good. I mean, that's a good. Those are all excellent questions. I don't think I know the answer. I don't, I don't think that is make. I don't think it does. I don't think it matters. No, I don't. I don't think it matters. No, I think it's because whisk, whiskey or spirits they go through so much, you know, production and and I think yes, I don't think all the does. finer points are just blown away by the alcoholic content. Exactly. So. Well, um, that's very interesting. Maybe we'll have uh, that gentleman on our show next time. Maybe he'll talk about his tequila. Maybe we'll be able to get a hold and, of him. And I'll ask him to send a bottle ahead of time so I can try it. So, <laughs> so <laughs> the second story. Oh, yes. Joe. Okay. First of all, happy tequila day. Happy tequila day, Mark. It really is national Why tequila day. Why are we day. drinking wine on national tequila day? Because we thought we were going to talk to Jerome Jacobur about his UB40 wine, and we may still. We'll see if he joins us during the second part of the show. Ooh. But it is National Tequila Day. So, Joe, are you concerned about your weak and brittle bones? <laughs> My weak and... I thought you said, are you concerned about your weak, as in the upcoming week, and your brittle bones? Well, yeah, my weak, my way. weak, brittle bones. I, uh, I have pretty... I have never broken a bone, Mark. I have bent... I've only bent a bone. Okay. Why are you concerned about that bone? I am. Okay. It does bother me from time to time. Well, good news. When the storms roll in. Well, good news. According to new research, tequila is good for your bones. Ooh. Mm-hmm. They should just call it National Bone Improvement I Day. I know. It's awesome. Scientists found that substances from the tequila plant may help boost levels of calcium and magnesium, minerals that help keep your bones strong. I like what I'm hearing. I do, too. The study found that sugars from the tequila plant could even be used to treat osteoporosis an agonizing condition caused by the weakening of the bones. Now I'm starting to question things. Stop right there. To investigate the effects of the tequila plant, the researchers conducted experiments with mice. Of course they did. The procedure consisted of removing the ovaries from the female mice in order to induce osteoporosis. (laughs) Researchers then fed the mice sugars from the tequila plant. (laughs) 
Eight weeks later, bone samples were taken to measure the absorption of <laughs> these poor mice and proteins. Golly! Um, uh, well, I'm sure they the mice are fine now. They, <laughs> but bone samples were taken from the mice, and 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 what? Guess what happened? They what? found the production of new bone. <laughs> uh, so tequila strengthens your bones. Okay, wait. They they remove the ovaries to stop the est- production of estrogen, so they which the, then cause the mice to have osteoporosis, osteoporosis. and then they uh, would ex- have expected to see a rate of bone loss because of that, but then because they, they were giving them tequila, they had bone... Actually, bone was, was, was growing. Or something like that. <laughs> and presumably they had some kind of control group, too. So... So the, the, the yeah the poor control group that got no tequila right they had yeah they the had a, worst group to the be ovaries in. removed and then got no tequila no. or they thought they were getting tequila I don't know what the mice thought, uh. but yes I think so so the leader of the project Dr Mercedes Lopez I like that <laughs> name the consumption of huh. fructans contained in the agave in collaboration with the adequate intestinal microbiota promotes the formation of new bone. So no, it doesn't. Yes, it does. It might produce maybe somehow estrogen, which then causes bone growth, but it doesn't. The tequila and microorganisms in your gut don't get together and march off down to your bone and start building bone. I don't know, man. Stop raining on my tequila parade because I it's tequila day. I have tequila day. It's and, national tequila. And because day. of this research, I've gone on an all tequila diet. Which has been, <laughs> I've been uh, really looking, I've been you know looking pretty good lately, and uh, strong bones. You strong look like all bone. Bones. But let me t- let me ask you a question here. Okay. What if I said that you could lose all the weight you wanted without diet and exercise? I would believe you. You would? Yeah, of course. Okay. I mean, I hear it all the time. Well, this is true. But how? Good news. Okay. A study has found that drinking tequila leads to weight loss. Yes, according to research presented at a but meet- you will gain it in bone. Well, what you lose in body fat. That's a good point. See what I'm saying? Research presented at a meeting at the American Chemical Society. Uh, everyone's favorite party spirit can help lower your blood sugar. Specifically, it's the sugars that naturally occur in the agave plant from which tequila is made. There you go. Uh, the sugars are called agavins. Um, I don't know what that is really, but it's uh, it won't raise your blood sugar. And uh, so according to the researcher, a, a main researcher in this study, Dr. Mercedes Lopez. I've heard that name before. Have you? Agavins are not expensive, and they have no known side effects. Well, of course they don't. How could I have guessed? Well. They've found the fountain of youth, <laughs> and it has no ill effects. She said agavins can help people feel fuller and thus eat less. True. And so this is... <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't make it true if just by saying true after it, Mark. Well, Dr. <laughs> Dr. Mercedes did research on this, and she did it with mice, um, uh, like her other study. And they found that uh, mice who were given agavins ate less, lost weight, and their blood glucose levels decreased in comparison with other sweeteners such as glucose, fructose, sucrose, and other stuff. So, I believe it. So, like I said, I've gone on an all tequila diet this last week. I feel stronger. I've lost some weight, actually. So, I, um, I don't know. I think this is a, a, 
a positive development in the research field. I think that she's opening Pandora's box. Why? All right. I think we're going to, I think what we're going to find is that uh, we'll come up with a new medical term here, Mark. Mm -hmm. And with all this bone growth that she's talking about, Mm -hmm. I just get the idea of like, um, you may not have an ounce of fat on your body. I still can't help picture this. But yet you have like a 400-pound skeletal system all of a sudden. Well, then there's actually a disease. I think like the elephant man had that disease where the bones kept on growing and they wouldn't turn off. Yeah, I don't think that's a good disease to have. I don't think it's something anybody wants, Mark. I don't know. We'll have to do some research I mean, with the, well, and, and I just don't understand all these people with their health studies with drinking. Can't we just all enjoy drinking just for the sake of drinking? Nope. You need a reason. You need, uh, you need to believe that you're being healthy. But, Joe. You okay. Are you concerned about the looseness of your colon? Am I? <laughs> your good news. <laughs> Compounds derived from the glue from the blue agave, the fruit used to make tequila, shows promise as a new way to deliver drugs to the colon, according to <laughs> researchers <laughs> in Mexico. Uh, delivering alcohol straight to your colon. According to Mercedes Lopez, I have heard that name somewhere <laughs> before. Sounds familiar. <laughs> you know, I get the man. <laughs> she is really got you know just racking up those those medical citations. I haven't done any right research there. on her name, but I'm wondering if she's somehow connected to the tequila industry. It sounds like a fancy name for a researcher. I don't want to be cynical, but I just she. I her, want to her, desperately her, believe this as well. Whenever there is research connected to tequila and improving your health, it seems that her name is always there. It must be an anagram for something. I think it's just her thing. That's just what she likes to do research on. That's fine. So, um, so you know, if you uh, drink tequila, uh, you seem to have less irritable bowel syndrome and uh, less chances of having Crohn's disease. This is what she said. Yes. Okay. We'll just assume that she's correct because I feel there's more coming. No, fr- uh, so there's such something in, uh, in agave called fructans, and they're considered functional food ingredients because they affect body the body processes in ways that result in better health and reduction in the risk of many diseases, says Dr. Mercedes Lopez. Uh, experimental <laughs> studies suggest that fructans can be beneficial in diabetes, obesity, stimulating the immune system, decreasing levels of disease-causing bacteria in the intestines, relieving constipation, and reducing the risk of colon cancer. Now, why does Mercedes Lopez, if I may ask, Mark, mm-hmm. uh, you seem pretty familiar with her research here, why does she? Why is the only method of ingesting the benefits of the agave plant through its distilled process as it I- exists in tequila? Why can't you just eat agave plant? Well, you probably, you probably can, but, I mean, we're going to get agave plant. I mean, really. Oh, you, I see. But you can just go to your ABC store and get tequilas. So. Uh-huh. And that's what she's selling anyway. Probably. So we'll, wow. uh, we'll, we'll uh, update you further, but I think if there is any uh, uh, take-home message from this research is that on National Tequila Day, it's time to drink tequila. Great. So <laughs> what we're going to do is we'll play a song, and we'll see if we can't get uh, uh, Jerome Jacobur back on and see if we can uh, interview him. Well, climbing the Billboard Twitter emerging artist chart this week, 
to number 19, it's Fries from Five Guys, a Weinfeller song creation. And if your Fortune 500 company is needing a jingle, let the Weinfellers write a song for you. Don't go nowhere. The Wine News is next. Hey, so Mark. Hey, we're back on the Wayne Feller. I have we have uh, a super 
awesome surprise, I guess. We do. We have the, we have the best surprises. I think and, this is going to be the best show is, ever. This is so wonderful. I you know so so we got th- uh, we were thrown a curveball early, earlier in the show. Unfortunately, we couldn't get uh, Jacob Jacobur back uh, on the show, and uh, yeah, th- you know, these happens. things happen. We're live radio, this live happens. radio, making international calls, making international calls, and fr- quite frankly, we don't really know how to make international <laughs> calls. <laughs> Why do we? Why are we never able to get any international callers on this show, Mark? I don't know. It's because we are incapable of dialing overseas. Well, we tried Skype. We did try Skype. And you know, I, Skype is all very confusing to me. So <laughs> I don't know. Maybe we there was try. a lot of pointing and clicking involved. And there's a lot of weird beeps and sounds. I don't know what happened, but <laughs> we might have gotten a hold of him. Maybe for all we he might be, might be. He may be on the other line right now, be, saying hello. Hello. At us right I now. can hear you guys exactly. talking. I'm on. I'm, I'm on, on the, the line. Phone. So, but uh, <laughs> we'll have to do him. We'll have to have him on a different day. Yeah, that'd but we be know great. we did enjoy the wine that he sent us, a UB40. So, and, and, yeah, in fact, and and we are actually enjoying it quite a bit. It is really nice. It it, uh, it got me thinking as we were uh, trying to connect with him there mm-hmm. a moment ago, um, that I want to do something special now, Mark. And uh, feeling good from drinking the wine, we're going to open some champagne here in a minute. And why not, Mark? Why right? not? I mean, mm-hmm. uh, and I wanted to take a moment to get what I hear is real. I want to get real, Mark. Wow. With with our with our listeners. And this is a big deal because usually we're quite fake with you, <laughs> <laughs> the listeners. Always holding back. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. I'm really yeah. You have no idea. Anything about us? I'm actually a stockbroker. <laughs> so, <laughs> and how do we how do we do that, Mark? We're gonna o- open our hearts, open our minds, mm-hmm. and share. Uh, so, uh, share some of our thoughts uh, surrounding a lot of these songs that we that we write. We get a lot of mail, actually. We got one today um, from uh, Facebook, I think. Time uh, from yeah, right. You know, and we decided to cut cut that out earlier but uh-huh. but the thing is is people ask us uh what's with these songs why why do you write these songs and please stop yes well oh. <laughs> one of the reasons we started writing our own songs well first of all first of all joe and i are both i guess it's probably a bit much to call us musicians but we would call us music aficionados <laughs> well, yeah, well, <laughs> and, yeah we don't get paid for any of it no and so you know one thing is if we play other people's music on our shows uh we can't play our shows i don't think a lot of people realize this mark because we don't own the rights to this you music. don't own the rights and there's there are some uh some i guess loopholes in the law they're, right. they're written. They're purpose, not loopholes. They're purposefully written there, so you can have these uh, podcasts and radio shows that contain copyrighted material. You can have them up for a while. Right. So we. Uh, that's why we kind of started writing our own music, our own intros, and that kind of thing. So we never have to take them down. We never have to take them down. Our own bad music is always up forever. So as, as we're drinking the wine here, Mark, we're going to talk about these songs. We're picking out songs. We're playing them. We're, we're talking pick out about some them. Songs. What's what? It, tell me, so please. This, what did you pick this, out? This uh, song we wrote about. Uh, I would say about two years ago, and this is. I, I thought I'd like to play this because this is one of those songs that I. When uh, I guess I wrote the music to, and I really liked the music, and then I wrote the words to, okay. and I decided after, uh, you know, you did a wonderful job singing the words <laughs> to the song. You really did. And then, but after it was done, I was like, you know what? I don't really like the lyrics very much. Really? No, no. But I it, don't know which song you're talking about. I know. Well, let's find out right now. 
trick her in the dawn as the dew fades and the marigold blooms with all of its shades I awake from the still by the lit cascades but only to be faced with the brigade of hand grenades now that I'm here and you I'm colliding into a large hadron I'm off course at the end of a race Wondering whether I can keep If I can keep the pace When I felt your touch I knew Sonder exists But now I'm peering down into a vast crevasse Now that I'm here and you are gone I'm colliding into a large You're joining the Winefellas and WHUP as we're playing some music for you. We're just spinning our own tunes, spinning drinking some wine, Mark. I know. Drinking some wine. Drinking some wine. So. Drinking some wine. So that song is called Large Hadron Collider. Hmm. What is know. a Large Hadron Collider, It's Mark? this little thing that spins around, and I don't know. But so the <laughs> <laughs> It makes science happen. It makes science happen. Gluons and things. Woo. But, but the thing is, you know, it's kind of like, well, you, I like the music, but then after the lyrics, like, yeah, the lyrics kind of downer, and I didn't really... You sang them beautifully. Yeah, thank you. I, I appreciate you know, that. It's kind of thing. Sometimes you write a song and afterwards, like, yeah, I don't like it too much. Well, the, I think I that I really when you started playing this song right. just now because I can't see what you've got queued up on your screen there. Just like you don't know what I'm about to play. That's right. Um, I was thinking that um, I really liked that song. I hadn't heard it in a while. Okay. And I had a great time singing. I think, in fact, I started singing along here in the studio. I thought it was uh, it was really nice. I have a song, Mark. Okay. I okay. have a song. Which song are you gonna play? Well, I I'm gonna play it first, and then we'll talk about it here. Okay. I, I like this one because of the low production value, which actually seems to occur on quite a few of these uh, promos we do for the radio station. Mm -hmm. um, I like this because. Um, of your, uh, we've talked about uh, the r historical revision 
theories and stuff on the show when we when we drink way too much. Okay. And this is, I think, the Weinfeller's version of the history of the world. billion years ago the earth was formed 4.3 billion years ago began the origin of life 200,000 years ago humans began to walk the earth and in 1776 our country was birthed the history of the world has been outdone It's WH2P's third megathon And now it's time Earth's best phenomenon It's WH2P's third megathon You can no longer afford to be a moron it's WHUP's third begathon. All right. <laughs> now, now, Mark, that uh, this this song, this was a, a begathon. That was a begathon At song. At WHUP, we have begathons where we beg people to give us money, and this is a song that we made for the <laughs> station at the request of the station manager. Now, uh, he told us, uh, he asked us, look, guys, I really appreciate the effort, but do you have, have to, to call our <laughs> listeners morons? Do you really need to do that, guys? <laughs> and, and we said, yes, we do. <laughs> I couldn't think of any other word that rhymed. Right. I think we're trying to rhyme it with- Begathon. Yeah. Moron. Yeah, there's not too much, really. And I no. I Googled, and there's not much that rhymes with <laughs> That's, Begathon. They don't give them all the tricks of the trade there, Mark. <laughs> right. <laughs> but that, was a, but that was a really good song. I think it uh, earned the station like uh, $23. <laughs> Minus legal fees. Yeah. I think we're in the hole. So now we're going to play another song. Uh, I'm going to be a little selfish, and I'm going to play, uh, Joe, a song uh, that I wrote, and it's the only song I've ever sold. Play it.
<laughs> That's right. That you was, sold that? That's a, You've been holding out on me. So, yes, a uh, radio station uh, purchased that. Uh, not purchased the song. They purchased the rights to play the song. <laughs> and I earned, no kidding, $5. You're kidding. I was paid $5. You are a musician then. I know. So, wow, yeah, Mark. The only, only song I ever ever sold <laughs> but <laughs> the cdc picked it up the cdc uh there was a there was a division down yeah, there in us- atlanta they're using it as their uh not this whole cdc but the salmonella yes. uh division there's a small group of <laughs> highly enthusiastic researchers yes and they're using it as salmonella their, heidelberg and that's right and so it's heidelberg uh, salmonella heidelberg is the most virulent strain of uh, salmonella <laughs> and uh, they're using it as their theme song which is quince- uh, which is also a coincidence we have uh, chickens and we have a chicken named salmonella salmonella heidelberg <laughs> and that's true and so um, so it all kind of worked out we sing about history we sing about science mm-hmm. we sing also mark as i play the next song sing about love Your cake and toppings to the wine fellers love you. Oh, you know it's true. The wine fellers love you. The wine fellers love you. Mark, you're right about what you know. How did that uh, how did that song come about? Well, like I said, you're right about what you know. Oh, so you we were, <laughs> that's right. So we, we love our guests and we love each other. Uh, you know, don't we? We, we do. Right, so Mark. We wrote right? a nice love song. So I mean, there's no big deal with that. Nothing I mean, wrong with look, that. Look, we sat down and it's like what we examined. You know, we're not afraid nope. to look deep inside our hearts and and this one he didn't even have to look that deeply. It was right there wearing it on our sleeve, our love for our fans and each other. That's right. And so, um, yeah, the song is a little creepy, I guess. When we it, we did when, when we whisper, yes, that's we did, the creepiest we did, part. We did call the song "Creepy Love Song." But <laughs> this song, I actually wrote for Joe. I wrote a song for Joe. What? I, see, you don't even remember. I wrote a song for you. You wrote a song. I wrote for a me? song for you. Do you remember that? I should probably be saying yes, but I haven't played we, it in a while. I don't know if it's a good song or not. I forget. We might have been drinking a lot of wine when you All told right. me about and this. So don't hold me to it because I really have not played this in like two years. But uh, we'll, we're going to see how it goes. All right, do it. Here we go. Joe is foul, gone to the dogs like a piece of ham in a synagogue. Obscene and violent, amphibious, and even intolerant of lactose. By a magnitude, the internet troll on YouTube is unglued, unhinged, lost control. Used for the method of birth control. Joe's gone bad. 
being around the neighborhood. Try to make a joke about your manhood. I'll throw you on down as you're standing up. I'll even toss away your sippy cup. Show's gone bad. But he's scantily clad. And that's good. exciting episode of The Wine Fellers, North Carolina's only fine wine radio program. And I've had such a great time today, Mark. Me too, Joe. But the good news is, is that the fun can continue online. <laughs> You're absolutely right. Visit us online at thewinefellers.com, where you can learn more about today's program and listen to previous shows. See you next week. Songs and melodies change and change and sway, but they still stay the same. The songs that we sung when the dark days come are the songs that we sung when we chased them away. If I ever found a pot of gold, I'd buy bottles untold of the nectar of the vines, cause I'm gonna die. With a twinkle in my eye Cause I sang songs, spun stories Love, laughed and drank wine Tomorrow is another day The cats are out to play, to play That old rusty spaceship wants to sail Into the Milky Way again On a river of red, red wine Listening to 